Now, welcome to another inspiring edition of Sound Insight with Dr. Tom Curran. Good morning. Welcome to Sound Insight. This is Tom Curran. It's a Faith and Family Friday edition. I have the wonderful gift of interviewing Brendan Case. He's a man that God has truly anointed with tremendous giftings to move in the power of the Holy Spirit and seeing signs and wonders and deeds of power displayed. You're going to love this interview that I have with him today. And uh, it's also going to be highlighting an upcoming retreat that he'll be leading at the Immaculate Heart Retreat Center in Spokane. So you're going to learn about that as well. Back in a minute with Brendan Case. Hey, welcome to the program. This is Tom Kern, and I have the wonderful pleasure and the privilege of welcoming to the program Brendan Case. Brendan, a dear brother in the Lord that uh, I I met, I don't know, in the last decade we met. I don't know exactly when we met. It's just great to have you on, Brendan. Well, thank you very much, brother. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Blessings upon your family, Tom, for all that you guys do for the kingdom of God. Thank you. Well, you're super kind. Brendan, it must be about 15 pounds ago that we met. You've lost 15 pounds and I've gained 15 pounds. No, 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 no. I'm serious. 110. I've lost 110 pounds. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They used to call me El Gordo and I thought that meant... The good looking one. I, I'm sure that's what it meant. You know, my Spanish skills aren't the best, but uh, yeah, Tom, I've lost a lot of weight. Thanks be to God. Okay. No, wait a minute. Thanks be to God. Right. So this feels like the catechism says on prayer in the, in the <laughs> battle of prayer, it says, yeah, prayer requires, uh, prayer is a both a gift of grace and requires yes. a determined effort. Prayer that's is- right. It is both a gift of grace and requires a determined effort. So it feels like to me that your loss of over a hundred pounds was a gift of oh. grace, but required a determined effort. I want to hear about that. Well, the determined effort is was this: uh, Do I want to die or not? My blood pressure, Tom. I, I've had some health problems for ten years. I face ulcerative colitis. So if there's anybody that's listening to this whole thing that you're facing health problems, man, I'm with you in that. And guess who's with us? The Lord Jesus. But here's the deal. So I went into the doctor. My blood pressure, I'm terrible with numbers, 200 and something over whatever. And he's like, I'm supposed to put you in the emergency room right now. And I said to him, you know what? He was a Mormon bishop, by the way. This is back in Arizona, right? This Mormon bishop. I said, you know what? Let me pray on that. And I said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to go into the hospital. He said, well, you're going to die. And I said, no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go on a 40-day fast of just water. And God just gave me that grace. And, Tom, I'll tell you what I did is I asked people around the United States, as you know, I'm involved a lot in healing ministry. So I asked people from all around the United States, send me pictures of people who have died of cancer or are facing cancer. Because I thought, this is an opportunity. If I'm going to fast, I'm not going to be self-centered here. Let's use this to pray for the grace to uh, for the healing of cancer. And Tom, I went 40 days by his grace. And you're right, by determination of, no, I am not going to eat. And whenever I was like thinking, I'm going to eat something, I'd take out my phone and I'd look at those pictures and I would say, and I cooked for my family, by the way, you know, I have a large family. One night I was making mashed potatoes and I love mashed potatoes. 
And, you know, I did taste things, you know, when you're cooking that I didn't eat. I mean, just a little taste. Um, and it's like, nobody's looking. I can take a huge scoop of potatoes. I think it was like day 32. And it's like, no, I picked up my phone. And there was a picture of a little girl named Nikki. And I looked at the mashed potatoes and I looked at Nikki, who was facing cancer. And I said, I choose Nikki. And I, I, I suggest that that's a great way in the spiritual life. When we're going to go crucify, we got to be crucified, die to ourselves. Have a higher goal. You know, have something very practical that you're doing this for the sake of somebody else. Brendan, I love that. I love that at so many levels. You're talking about having a compelling vision. Yes. Right? A lot of people are not visionary. So what mm. will happen is they can set a goal. And frankly, so when I've attempted to lose weight, I, I've attempted to blend together the higher sense of things with the human sense of things, right? Like mm. I need to do this to be around for my family, to be healthy for my family. I need right, to do right, this right, so right. that I have energy for God's kingdom. But I also got a shirt that was a shirt I couldn't fit in. And I <laughs> and I said, I'm going to fit into that shirt, right? Right, right, right. And then right, I also right. started writing down on my bathroom mirror the weight that I started at. And every day right. I would put the Whoa. new weight, right? Yeah, so these were yeah. practical things that I did. But I love yours way better, which is like a, a focused, intensely personal, like there's a mission here. Yes, and, yes. Oh, yeah, I'm also involved, but it's secondary. Yeah. To the right. primary mission, yes. which is losing weight is now actually integrally a part of the mission that the Lord has for me. I love that. Yeah. You know, and Tom, you know, one of the amazing things that the Lord had me do is I went to a Safeway. Where I live, there's a grocery store. It's called Safeway, right? And I go, I walked into Safeway. Tom, I love eclairs. I don't know about you, but man, just give me, you can buy this six pack of eclairs. Who needs a six pack of beer? Give me a six pack of eclairs. And I walked up to those eclairs and I looked at them and I said, man, do I love you. You are delicious. And I thank God for you. I thank God for every eclair I ate. But I said, I looked at him and I said, and imagine people around the store. I'm saying this out loud, but you were killing me. And I don't know. I'm not going to do it. And I want the grace to pray over people and see them heal the cancer. I walked all around the grocery store doing this, Tom, and I would do it every now and then. I would go into that store. And again, it, it was about, yes, I needed help, but it was also like I would hold this whatever it was and say, no, no, I choose the grace to pray with people to be healed of cancer. That's going all in, man. I mean, <laughs> talk about going all in. I, I routinely will talk on the program about <laughs> – uh, we have to be men of courage. We have to be men of mm. boldness ooh, ooh. to be willing to stand up, speak out, and push back against yes. uh, forces yes. that are coming against our lives. Mm. But I have never said out loud on the radio or online in interviews like this, we need to go into grocery stores and, in Jesus' name, <laughs> find the evil impacts uh, of sugar and carbs and oh. other you know things like this. Uh, uh, that that's bold, man. I think that is so yeah, cool. Yeah, that's All right. fun. <laughs> I have another question. What happened on okay. day 41? 
this is like, you know, there's the yo-yo yeah. diet, right? So you, no, you go yeah, all in for 40 days and then all of a sudden, yeah. day 41, you go get that six box of six eclairs because you're no. celebrating the great victory. Right. No, no, that didn't happen. You know why, Tom? Because my my taste buds changed. I, sugar, sugar. Okay, so day 41, I'm going to jump ahead a few days I did have like, let's say I'm going to make up a number. Let's say day 52. It's like, oh man, I could sure. I am thirsty for a Coke. I'm just going to go get a, a Coke and get it. Um, I'll never forget. I would take, I took a drink of that Coke. And when you're off sugar, it burnt my mouth, Tom. I couldn't believe it. And I spit it out and I, my fellow missionary, Nick Villalobos, we'd be doing something someplace. And I'm going to be, I was like, this was like the eighth time I tried it. Oh, I'm, I'm, I want to, I want to coke. I tried it, and he's like, "You're going to throw it away. You're going to take a sip of it and throw it away." And finally, after number eight, I got wise enough. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do this anymore. Um, but Tom, here, here's what I did: is um, I radically changed my diet. Also, uh, I saw that I was addicted to food. That what does Scripture say? My God was my belly. Holy guacamole is that? Well, there we go, guacamole. Um, holy guacamole. That was so true. I was out of control. Jesus was, at, let me give you, if I can, can I tell you a story, Tom? Yeah, I love please. to tell stories to make points, okay? One night, so here's El Gordo. I love to watch those news shows, you know, those, probably controversial to a lot of people, but I love to watch that stuff. I'm a news junkie, right? And so I get, I'm sitting up in my and I, I'm upstairs and I go down to the fridge and I open up the fridge door. Now, this is when I'm still fat. And I open up the fridge door and the Lord said to me, you have a hearing problem. And I, I literally looked up and I said, I don't think I have a hearing problem, but I'll, I'll talk to my wife, Andrea. And if she says that, I'm like, God is telling me something and I'm going to negotiate through my wife to find out if God really knows what he's talking about. And so um, anyways, he goes, no, you have a hearing problem. And I'm like, Lord, I don't think I do, but I'll get tested. He said, no, you have a hearing problem. I'm telling you what to eat and when to eat. And you're not listening. That was a huge shakeup in my life. And it was the truth. I really believe that God, our eternal father, Tom, he loves everything about our life. And he wants to be involved in everything in our life. And he wanted to be involved in, in me exercising my will to do his will, which simply came down to choosing food. Now, you're saying that, uh, day 41, the, the Lord starts to teach you and bring you into the awareness that not only have your taste buds changed, the addiction to sugar has been broken, but now the Lord is going to teach you, he's going to lead you in a way that says, here's what I want you to eat. So mm. I, I, I love this because this brings in a different principle, right? There's another axiom of Catholic theology that says, Grace builds on nature. On nature. Grace yeah. builds on nature, right? Yes. It doesn't destroy it, but right. it purifies and elevates it. So I want to know how you blended the reality of God speaking to you about how to eat with your own human reason and the sort of 
the, 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 the insights that you could gain just at a natural level, even if that natural level needed to be cleansed and elevated. So that's my question. Well, again, Tom, I'm going to just tell you the truth. I stumble into grace. I shared with you that I faced ulcerative colitis, you know, and uh, so I was at the the doctor, the, the ulcerative colitis doctor, and I, they wanted to take out my intestines. And I said no to that. Now, I'm not asking anybody to follow my medical advice, okay, but I did. I prayed on it, and they wanted to take out my intestines. I prayed on it. Tom, this is the truth. I came walking out of the doctor. My phone rang, and as you know, I preach all around the United States. Um, so I get calls from everywhere, and I saw this number. Hmm, must be a priest. Answer that. It was a doctor that I've never met before, Tom. But somebody had come to my mission, had shared with this doctor about ulcerative that I had this, and he said, Brennan, I want you to get off of all dairy, all all uh, carbs, and I just want you to eat meat. That's all I want you to eat is meat. And I said, well, I've been off the dairy. No, no, no. You got to get off the dairy and carbs. So I got off of all the dairy, all the carbs. And for four, no, it was six months. I just ate meat, which gave my gut, believe it or not, it gave it a rest. And I started eating. Here's the important thing I want to say, Tom. I realized that it was called in the midst of this. The big call was a call to penance that I was called to let go and simplify my life more than just food. So many other things that this fasting led me to was to let go and to live more simply. Even in my eating, I started to eat simply. Now I'll have like a, a, a protein and a handful of rice and I eat once a day. And I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied. I'm in really good health. Um, I, I work out. I'm able to. I, I uh, go to the gym and lift weights. I don't have to work. I have more energy. But the thing is, is I've simplified, and I see this again for the higher purpose than just me. Is it's penance? It's penance when I want to eat. No, I, I want to offer that up for someone else. So, Brendan, I, I'm standing, uh, frankly, a little bit stunned because <laughs> not only did you elevate that vision of something that I have uh, had a desire to pursue and made determined efforts to achieve, which mm -hmm. is um, losing weight, but, but not losing weight, losing weight with a, a purpose beyond just looking good, mm -hmm. but the next part is, okay, even if I make that intense effort for a period, then there's that whole lifestyle decision about how do you yes. eat going forward. And what you just did actually was profound for me again, because I have prayed for the gift of penance. I have mm. prayed for the gift of doing penance. I really believe that this is one of the things that the Lord is stirring a recovery of you you um, uh, in our tradition is the link mm. between penance and mission accomplishment the yes. link between penance and association with christ crucified which brings redemption to the world the link mm. between penance and mortification and growing in the mystical gifts and graces growing in the spiritual life okay so 
I'm going to ask you to impact my life. Okay. So <laughs> here's how. So okay. beyond words, folks, beyond words, Brendan mm. has been used by God to impact my life in incredible ways in the past. And I'll share about that. But yeah, praise God. Brendan, uh, I'm going to guess you believe in that uh, concept of impartation. That oh, you better believe it. I'm, I'm a Catholic. You better believe it. So, okay, I'm going to, I'll try to define it. You can improve it. I want to experience it. Okay. So here's how I relate to the idea of impartation is that God gives graces to his children because he loves us, but he not only gives graces to us, but uh, not only for us, but also on behalf of others. Yes. Yes. So the blessings that come to our lives, they meaningfully impact our lives and we give glory to God and we praise and thank him. But there also becomes a kind of missionary use of that grace when we encounter mm. others who mm. encounter that same need. And right. so my wife and I, who received a gift of a sort of miraculous uh, fertility when mm. we were infertile and when we experienced multiple miscarriages and all of a sudden, Ooh. right, there's this miraculous gifting and all of a sudden we've got nine kids. Um, we now pray for others to impart to them that yes. gift of bearing a child, becoming pregnant, remaining pregnant. And we have just testimony and testimony and testimony and testimony of folks who have been stuck in infertility, sending oh. us pictures of their babies. Yes, right? yes. So that's a sense of impartation. Okay. Yes. I'm looking for some impartation, brother. You who Hallelujah. received the gift of Hallelujah. a 40-day water fast yes, yes, yes. with that vision of saying it's a missionary purpose. You who received that yes. gift of eating in a penitential, simplified lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I have begged God for it. I have begged God for both of those things, and I have yet mm. to experience a breakthrough. So I'm claiming mm. that this interview is mm. a source of breakthrough. And I think that's why, folks, you have no idea if you're listening to this, all the technical difficulties we've had to make this happen. And I'm going to yeah. claim it that it's <laughs> the devil doesn't want me to receive this impartation. Let's go. Would you pray yeah. for me oh, you for impartation? Hallelujah. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, I thank you for my brother. But you know what, Lord? I'm going to expand this. And anybody that's listening to this, Lord God Almighty, Father, the truth is this. Boy, are those things, oh, they taste so good, Lord God. And we feel so good after we eat them, Lord. So we want to first thank you, Lord, for the beauty of the earth, for the beauty of all the things that you've given to us. But sometimes, Lord God, Father, we we don't use them properly, Lord. And so we want to repent of that, Lord. I I, I have done that so many times. I, I, I use eating to be my entertainment, my entertainment. Would you gave it to me for two reasons, Father God, to nourish my body and to build love by sitting with others and eating with others. So first of all, I ask for that, Lord, that we have a proper vision of eating, that it's, it is to build relationships and it is for our health and our well-being. So Father, in Jesus' name, you've also given us this wonderful gift of penance, self-denial, that I don't get what I want when I want it. Lord, we want to follow you. And we want to let go of these things that are hindering us from running the race. 
And so, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for all those who are listening and you've given this gift to me to detach, to let go of food, oh, Lord God, to let go of food and to, in so many other ways, live a simple life. And we choose that. We need that grace, though, Lord. We can't do it. We can't do it, but you can. So we say yes and amen through the intercession of the great mother of God, Mary most holy, all the angels and saints. Pray for us, holy ones. Pray for us that we may be made worthy. The promises of Christ will be blessed with this grace of a penitential life, rejoicing that only sacrificial love satisfies. In Jesus' name, be blessed and be free in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Tom, can I throw something in here, Tom? Yeah, you go right ahead. At the end of the prayer, I said something that um, that impacted me greatly. A friend of mine, Jim Dar, he lives in Denver. And, and, and Jim is this, this, this great man of God. And Jim, the Lord said to him one time, only sacrificial love satisfies. And at the same time, a brother of mine, Mark Musman, who was in charge of presentation ministries, you know, those little booklets, One Bread, One Body, that you see all over the United States? Well, that's presentation ministries. And a good friend of mine, Mark, we were sitting there one day, and Mark said to me, there was a crucifix. And he said, you know what I see there? He, he said, yes, of course I see suffering, physical suffering, of course. But what I see above everything is I see love. And only sacrificial love satisfies those two things came together. Now, I'm sure you're listening going, well, sure, Brennan, did you not get it all these years? And it's like, yeah, but no. The work of the Holy Spirit is to take us from glory to glory to glory, to see things more deeply. And so what I see this as, brother, is this only sacrificial love satisfies, for example, now, when, when I want to eat something, my job, my call in life is not a missionary. It's not to preach the gospel. That's not number one. My call is Andrea Lynn, my wife. She is my call. My life's whole purpose had changed on November 1st, 2001. My life's purpose changed. My life was no longer mine. I gave it away to her. What a great choice that was. I gave her my life. And now in my life, I live in penance. Honestly, I'm just going to be honest. For her. Because one more thing, if I could tell you one more thing, stop me, Tom, if I'm going on too long. Years ago, when I started this ministry of, you know, preaching around the United States, praying for healing. Well, I didn't start it. Jesus, he prompted me to do that. And yes, I responded by his grace. I said to the Lord, do you want me to pray more rosaries? Do you want me to fast? You know, how do I prepare for going out to these parish missions? And he, he said this to me, I simply want you to love your wife. And in doing so, you will gather more grace to share with others. Now, what does that mean? That means I, I live in a sacrament called matrimony. And, and that, it's, that sacrament is Jesus. Andrea and I didn't. Jesus called us together. Why? Because he wanted to love Andrea in a tangible way, in a very unique way of love. 
And he said, Brendan, you're mine to the waters of baptism. Now I want to give myself to Andrea through you. And the same with, he's, he's speaking, you know, this is all, this is what's really going on in the mystical life. When, it, when we really look at it, he was drawing us together. Why? So he could love the other through us. And now that sacrificial love, that's what penance is. It's my opportunity for Jesus through me to, to lay down my life in practical daily ways. You know, Brendan, I um, what you're saying is so profound. I'm talking again with Brendan Case. And folks, if you're blessed by that prayer, by the ministry, literally over the radio or on this video, if you're watching the interview on the internet uh, or listening to a podcast later on, it's a now moment of God breaking in. Well, Amen. Brendan's going to be here in Spokane at the Immaculate Heart Retreat Center for a men's and women's retreat coming up August the 11th to the 13th. It's a, a retreat for men and women called Encountering the Father's Heart. And we're going to talk more about that in a moment. And I'm talking again with Brendan Case. And what you're talking about is like this sort of paradoxical aspect of the life of faith. And what I mean mm. is that grace builds on nature, right? But it also surpasses it. So what we naturally... Yes, yes think about is sometimes turned on its head when mm. it comes to thinking with the mind of Christ and following the path of Christ. So the Beatitudes, right? What's going to make mm. you truly happy mm. with divine happiness, right? It's being willing to suffer and be persecuted and all these other yes, yes. Beatitudes, being poor in spirit, etc. It tips on its head, natural thinking. And mm. when it comes to something as fundamental as eating food, these foundational aspects of day-to-day -day life, I think that we naturally fall into thinking that says, what will make me fulfilled is being filled, mm. right? So when I'm hungry, I'm feeling empty. And so let mm. me fill that empty space. Yeah. And now I'm satisfied, right? That's mm. a very natural thing. And what, the Christian life tells us is what will make me fulfilled is being emptied. Yeah. It sounds like Jesus, doesn't it? Sounds like Jesus. Yeah. yeah. It's John Paul II's beautiful theology of self-donation love as yes, yes, forging yes. one's life into a gift that, right. It's a gift to me to be a gift, right? Because God has given mm -hmm. me everything as a gift. Now my goal is to strive to pour my life out, to give of my life, as a gift, even sacrificially. And guess what? That will be fulfilling even as it's crucifying. Yes. Because, you know, in love, you're always, if, you, if you're really in love, you're always looking for the opportunity to, to give yourself to the other. What can I do for you? What can I say to you? You know, those five lines. Okay, you said, all right, I'm going to cut you off there. You just yeah, said, yeah. when you love someone, you're always looking for opportunities to, to give, to sacrifice. I'm like, wait a minute. You're way more holy than I am because, man, well, I face the daily battle. <laughs> I wish I was seeking these opportunities to die to myself. I know they come to me, and I think it's one of those things. It's it always it's always hard to die to self. It's just it. We don't want to die to ourselves. It's hard. Mm, and mm. so um, I love I love the what you've said, which is mm. we ought to seek daily and embrace quickly opportunities to die to self. 
but it's yes. not easy. Yeah, but but boy, but listen, it's such a deal. If you really realize where this is going, and wait, 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 because this has actually something to do with the retreat. If we know that we are really sons of God and that our Father has called us to participate in his very divine life, this isn't the ultimate self-improvement program, Christianity. No, this is the program of surrender, the surrender of knowing that we are loved. And, and that's so important when we look at penance, Tom, if I could throw this in. It's so easy to go at this with just natural virtue, which is a beautiful thing. You know, uh, praise God for Aristotle and natural virtues. But you're right. This is where Christianity comes in, in Jesus Christ. He takes what, yeah, we can do as human beings. But he says, no, we're going to go someplace that you can't go as a human being by yourself. And that's going to take me to step into that place through the sacramental graces that we receive to bring us into living in the divine life here on earth, here on earth. Now, not the fullness of it, but we're called to that as the early church fathers called theosis. And for those of us that are married, I think it's so cool that I don't have, you know, the other sacraments, you go down to the church and you receive them. Beautiful, beautiful. Let's get going. Let's go to confession more often. Let's go to daily mass. Let's not, we're, we're settling for way too less when God is holding out this amazingly beautiful life to us. And, but the amazing thing about marriage is this, Tom, I get to find my sanctification right next to me in a person that is just what I, someone that I've chosen, but even they've chosen me. And God always starts with his grace first. His grace first. It's not like I'm going to try harder at this, at loving my wife. No, God is offering me this grace. And there's that cooperation, that partnership of there's dishes to be done. You know, what's my sanctification? Not so much. My kids are older now and my youngest is eight years old. But my sanctification is this. I smell a dirty diaper. I smell a dirty diaper and I want to live in the divine life, share in this way of Jesus. Then I go and I change the diaper. That's the beauty of the sacrament of matrimony. It's just so practical in daily life, dishes to be done. Grocery shopping, instead of just saying, okay, that's for my wife or for somebody else to get to it. No, I'll step up to the cross and here's the line, do the difficult. I will do the difficult because God is offering me grace, not me. Grace is saying, come on, let's come into this life. Our friend, and I got like seven things to say here, but I'm going to not oh, okay. say all of them. You're giving me all these directions to go on. I love it. So, oh, awesome. Uh, so my wife and I were talking with someone that was visiting us and um, she wanted some guidance around what to say to her nephew getting married. And um, this is a young man who was brought up Catholic, but has wandered away from the faith and is marrying a, a, a woman who has no belief in God at all. And she's mm. like, what do I do? Do I even attend the marriage? And I'm like, evangelize them. Let them know that marriage is difficult, that mm. apart from God's grace, the yes. stormy seasons, Matthew 7, mm. the winds and the rains that are going to blow and buffet against the house are going to be incredibly difficult to navigate without God. 
God at the mm. center, God at the foundation, without the Lord as the rock of your relationship, do you realize how difficult it is, the hard thing to do, how hard it is to live sacrificially, to give of oneself, mm. to mm. show mercy, to receive mm. and extend forgiveness, mm. right? And to ask yeah. for forgiveness. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, to sacrifice Important. my preference for yours and to do that in a way that's mutual, reciprocal, and not focusing on I've got to protect and defend myself versus no, I'm going to uh, nurture and protect and defend you and you'll do the same for me. But these are holy gifts and graces that will, again, elevate and purify and 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 lead couples through the cross to the resurrection. But if you don't Amen. have faith in God, how do you do it? So I'm like, the best gift you can give your nephew right now is the marriage gift. The gift I want to give to you as you approach your wedding day is a plea. Come back to the faith. Come back to the Lord. Come to Jesus. Mm, bring mm. your relationship and bring your future spouse, your fiance mm. to the Lord. Because otherwise, you're going to be in a really, really hard circumstance. And likely, it's going to crash and burn. Yeah. You know you know what I think about too, Tom? is. Um, I, I like to look at things from God's perspective. You know, um, we're always, in some ways, we're always looking from our perspective. Like, for example, you know, going to communion, I get to receive Jesus. It is the truth. But do we ever think about Jesus? The truth is this. This is what our humble God is like. No, when we go to communion, God's saying, I get to receive time. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is that, that Tom, I do believe that people, even atheists, I know atheists that have beautiful marriages. But here's the amazing thing about Catholicism, because grace builds on nature. You've got this beautiful marriage, maybe, to this young couple. You guys are in love with each other. Bruv, oh, keep going at it. And may it increase. But listen, there's a place available to you. This beautiful love that you have go beyond where you can take it. And for me, that's like, that's why you want God in your life. Because you know, overwhelmingly people usually do live just, they live good lives. Let's just be honest about it. They live good lives, they're good people, but they never get to go where God, their father, dreams of them going. And so they, they settle for less. And that's the beauty of Catholicism is we look at this world and we say it's good. It's just amazingly good. If there's any place to hang out, I'm choosing the planet Earth. And if there's anything amazing, it's called marriage and family life. It's, it's what we're, we're made for in the depth of our being. But God wants to take it to a place where we can't even imagine What's even planned for us if we just trust in that? So I see marriage as a very practical spiritual path that we've kind of, we've never really kind of developed in Catholicism. We're very monastic, beautiful, I love it. But, but what about, we need to develop this, this marital spirituality. Yeah, so first of all, Brendan, I love your optimism. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's, 
<laughs> no, it's so it's it's beautiful. It's very encouraging, and folks. Uh, well, good. Well, handsome. Be... I bless you with that. Too. Oh, amen. You want to be around an optimistic guy, authentic, <laughs> right? Authentic, rooted in God, optimism. Yes. Yes. Uh, and yes. again, folks, if you are in range to make it to Spokane for August the 11th to the 13th, it begins at six in the evening on Friday, and it goes until one in the afternoon on Sunday. It's a it's a beautiful retreat, encountering the Father's heart. And I did promise to come around to talk about that. And we're going to get there. I want to because I want to hear all about the Father's heart. Um, and folks, if you want to um, be able to register for this event, you can just go to the website ihrc, which is immaculateheartretreatcenter.net. If you're watching this online, you see the retreat event here. So here's the Immaculate Heart Retreat Center. Here's their uh, homepage is right here. And then the events page is where you go to if you want to get to Brendan's uh, retreat. You just click on the events page and that'll take you to all the events. You can scroll down and there's Brendan right there. The Gordo, uh, the Gordo Brendan, not not the current Brendan. And so, Brendan, you need a new picture, man. You need a new picture. 105 pounds. Wow. That's, a, that's a different Brendan than I'm looking at right there. And that's the one. That's the one that lost 60 pounds. 60 and then pounds. I lost the first. Yeah. So I lost 45 more after that picture. So, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, okay, yeah. so you're halfway. Yeah. That's the halfway Brendan. <laughs> we want the whole Brendan. We want the whole new Brendan. It was it was manifestly different, I'm telling you. So I'm yeah, yeah. the father's heart. And I gotta tell you, mm. if you talk about what's gonna change people's lives, it's it's encountering Ooh. the father's heart. But yeah, yeah. yeah. You were saying um like marital spirituality. I I think about marriage prep, right? So compared <laughs> to preparation for the priesthood. Right? Mm. The for the priesthood yeah. is five years, six, seven, eight years, depending on when you enter the seminary, mm -hmm. but it's at least mm -hmm. five years. And that's five years of set apart your life and focus on this. And then you think about preparation for marriage. It's like, well, three months, six months, um, and you meet a few times with a priest or a deacon or a married couple. You take a test and, and then you're good to go. Um, and you think about the challenges of, of, marri of married life. I want to say this. Um, I lived for a couple of years after the seminary, five years in the seminary, but then I spent yeah, five yeah. years in a men's household. Yes. A men's oh. household where I Ooh. lived with other, um, you know, single Catholic young men. And we got up in the morning and prayed together. We served together. We did chores uh, around the house and all of that. And I got to tell you, I learned the hard easy. I learned embrace the difficult good. I learned yes. that idea that choose to do what's difficult to choose to do the sacrificial and be quick about it. Right. It's like, let me be quicker to serve, be yes. quicker to give of myself than um, to choose what is um, my own self. So that's what I would say is um, uh, the, one of the greatest gifts I got from the uh, from uh, the, the uh, household program was the reality of preparing me for marriage. Well, you know, uh, it, it, the, uh, Father Al Laurel, who started presentation ministries. Okay, I'm living in Ohio now. I'm helping out with presentation ministries every now and then. And but I went through Father Al's stuff, presentation ministries. You, people should take a look at that. He has a lot of formation videos. They're old, but the teachings are deep. And Father Al said this, I'll never forget. He said, you know what the greatest preparation for you for marriage is to learn how to be brothers and sisters with people who are not your brothers and sisters. 
that this is the the, the Christian That's a path. great insight. I love that. To yeah, learn to be yeah. brothers and sisters with those who are not your blood brothers and sisters. That's right. That's right. Because we're going to get into, we talk about iron sharpens iron and all that kind of stuff. So when you live in Christian community, and we're missing this, Tom, let's just be honest about it. The, the early believers would look at us and go, what are you talking about? You go to church on Sunday and you go home? And, and that's your experience of church? No, they gave their lives to each other for the sake of the kingdom of God. And when you live in that household community first, you're going you're gonna to have your rough edges knocked off so that it's an act of mercy towards your future spouse. I really hope that households come back, men's and women's households. So pra praise God for that. Tom, I'm going to share something with you, if, if I may. Please. Um, and I'm just going to say this. It's going to be shocking, okay? Um, but I need to say something. Only sacrificial love satisfies. Tom, I, we don't have time to go into all of this, but, but I really want to reach people. We're going to talk about this retreat. If you're broken, if you're lost, if you're forgotten, if you've really just used the word screwed up in life, I know where you are. Because I'm going to share something here. Four years ago, Tom, I had a breakdown. I didn't sleep because of the ulcerative colitis. And um, I scared my wife. Thanks be to God, there was nothing, you know, physical or anything like that. But it so scared my wife. I was falling apart. That unfortunately, let's just get right down to it. I, I'm not living in this la-la world with Jesus. Unfortunately, we went through a divorce. And I noticed your body language. You stopped. And I'm still standing for the restoration of our marriage. And so I've suffered a lot in these past four years because I love If you go back and you listen to it, you can see I love my wife. So this isn't love that is, it's only sacrificial love satisfies. And I trust my wife. He's not my enemy. And so we're here right now. Please, God, it's going to be restored. And if it's not, I'll live the rest of my life grateful for the years that I had with her. And I'm sorry for the scandal that I, I that I've caused. I take responsibility for what I've done. But I'm learning how to love at a distance. And my love is growing even more for my wife. And if she sees this, she's going to be done it all. I wish she would just stop all of this. You know? And I don't blame her. I know where she is. And I'm, I did it. I, I did it without going into all the details. Um, but it's given me the opportunity to truly look at myself. Did I do that for years? Of course I did. Because I love the Lord. He's going to show you your stuff. But I didn't realize my impact, really I didn't, on other people, Tom. And I've taken responsibility for that now. And it's not an evil impact. I'm just overwhelming. I'm overwhelming. Just how I did that. I'm overwhelming. I'm passionate. So here's, why am I bringing this up? First of all, to be honest, but I am not going to compromise that I love my wife. I am not going to compromise that I'm in a different place of, of how to love right now. But 
it's still my way and it'll it'll be my way to lay down my life and so i've been alone with the lord now my children i see my children they come see me and i'm with them and do things that's all healthy and that's all good right but a lot i've spent a lot of time alone with my father alone and learning how to treat i've i've loved him for so long time since i was 16 years old i fell in love with god the father but i've learned how to be alone with the alone and he is so kind that when he shows me myself and i go to a counselor for inner healing he's so kind that it's gentle but he comes with his healing and now I live a life of penance for what I've done and for the sake of my wife. I'm not going to stop. Mm-hmm. So if you're broken, I know where, I know where you are. Um, I'm hoping people come to this retreat that are on a place like, I don't even know if I want God in my life. If that's you and you're like, if you're listening and you're going, what, something about God the Father? I, I got problems with my dad. You know what? I want to encourage you to come because God wants to heal that wound in your life. Mm-hmm. Brendan, uh, what you've shared is uh, very profound and courageous. I didn't know your situation. Um, yeah, I know. So, um, so I, I will certainly be praying for, for you and for that circumstance. Um, there Thank are you. increasingly number, uh, an increasing number of Catholics who are standing for their marriage, um, even after uh, divorce as a way of saying, I won't choose a simple path of saying it'll be better for everyone if we just both move on when there's a discernment of saying, well, no, 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 this is, I'm married. It's a sacrament. It's for life. And I'm going to stand for that. And that's very powerful. You also shared something about longstanding wounds Mm. that people carry in life and have Mm. no expectation that there is um, a way out or a way beyond and how yes. coming to this retreat can be a conduit that where the Lord will use you in teaching and in, in ministry and worship and through your gifting, the gifting that God has given you uh, in word and power to, um, to bring about healing and transformation. And I want to give a testimony brothers. This ah, is okay. Listening. Great. So, uh, Brendan was um, with me uh, and my family. We we brought in Brendan. Uh, my wife's family did did a family retreat, and Brendan came in and um, spent the day with us in uh, prayer, teaching, and ministry. And then um, I don't know if it was the next day. You came to my home, and we had uh, another like session where I had friends come in. Uh, I don't know if you remember that. Oh, Tom, I love that night. That was a great night. Okay. Thanks for having me over, brother. So Yay. so here it is, folks. Brendan comes to our house, and I'm there, like, kind of hosting and kind of facilitating and saying, okay, Brendan, let's go. And Brendan, we pray and, and sing and worship. And then Brendan starts sharing a word of knowledge, a word. And he says, <laughs> someone here has mm. a, a foot problem, and the Lord is healing your foot. And I'm looking around and I'm thinking, well, I'm here for everybody else's sake and all of that. And I'm like, um, no one's raising their hand. So I'm like, Brendan, I have this longstanding ankle problem. No, it's not just, oh, a little problem. No, this is 
I'm when my foot is sitting like on the uh the the um like if you have a, a chair that spins and sits back like the one I'm on now, if I just rest my ankle on it, my ankle will dislocate. Just it'll oh. it'll fall out oh, of no. its uh connection. Oh, yeah, and yeah. um the problem I had goes all the way back to fourth grade when I broke my ankle. The doctor didn't set it correctly. And it's led oh. to a life of ankle problems that show up like this. Well, routinely, once a month, I'm just walking down the street and my ankle dislocates. Ooh. And it it's like a knife <sighs> stabbing me in the ankle. And I literally oh. scream in pain and fall to the ground. Oh, no, and Tom. It happens. It, it, you know, it was, it was my life for 40 years where, you know, it wasn't like I stepped on a curb or I stepped in a hole. No, literally just walking on a flat surface, my ankle could just flip out. And um, anyways, so when you, uh, I said, well, I've got this ankle problem. You probably didn't realize it was that serious, but you prayed that the Lord would heal and restore my ankle. That was 2018. Now, this is five years later, or four and a half, almost five years later. Um, I have had my ankle roll like that twice, not 60 times, but like I went three and a half years and it never rolled. And I stepped backwards on someone's foot and it did roll. And then one other time I stepped and it rolled. That is it. It was like God. the Lord healed my ankle. God, thank you, Jesus. Long standing, folks. Holy this God. Was Holy God. Long standing. They were saying they would have to do surgery on both ankles. And I would have six months of recovery and full cast, bedridden. And that would cause my ankles to become stiff. And that was the only solution they oh, had. Oh, and God bless I chose not to do that. And instead, the Lord used your ministry to bless heal my Jesus. ankles where I would have, I, I couldn't even like think about the idea of working out because of uh, this flipping of my ankles. So oh, wow. look at what God did through Hallelujah. the ministry that you provided Hallelujah. that night. Crazy Isn't that incredible? Jesus. You know what? And look what God did. Look what God did on the cross. That Jesus, his, his ankle was pierced so that yours could be healed. Jesus, we kiss your every holy wound. What a savior we have that is so ready to say, hey, whatever you're facing, I've been there. And I have conquered this. And I want to give this to you. What a merciful Savior. Yeah. Blessed be his name. So, folks, what I just shared with about the ministry that God has done in my life through Brendan, I want to encourage you to uh, access that gift that God gives through this conduit, this holy conduit, Brendan, um, making himself available to be useful to the Lord and ministering in the power of the Spirit. Brendan, we only have five minutes left. So oh, um, <laughs> please uh, give folks, uh, like a, 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 you got five minutes, share about oh, what okay. will happen on the retreat to encourage them to come and, uh, and come and be with you. Give me a 30-second warning and then give me a 20-second warning. Good. Okay, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm just going to say this. Jesus himself said in John 16, 27, 
the Father himself loves you. The Father, we need to take this personal. Jesus is about to die, and his last words are, the Father himself loves you. And the, when we look at life, you know, psychologists say this, the greatest wound that we can receive in life is the Father wound. You know, it's such a beautiful thing that to be a father. There's so much power, so much authority in that, and so much blessing. But at the same time, there can be wounding that occurs. And that God's plan for that is not to say, well, get rid of fatherhood. If God wants to redeem that, wants to heal that, wants he wants to be our father. And he wants us. I'm serious about this. He wants whoever you are, now, whoever you are, he wants you to experience his love personally for you. Now, and, you know, I've talked a lot about this retreat being about for people that are broken. And yes, yes, yes. But it's, listen, our father's love is so broad, so deep, so high that maybe you're in a good place in your spiritual life. Yeah, like well, me, when, when I was yes. with you at the house, I'm like, I'm here for everybody else. It's all these other poor folks that ha are broken and need yeah. healing. God couldn't need, God, how could God heal my ankle? That's just not realistic, mm -hmm. right? Well, he wants to meet us wherever we are and show us his love. And so this is what we're going to do at the retreat. I'm really into this thing called the liturgy of the hours. I'm very, I'm a Benedictine charismatic. Have you ever heard of such an animal? I'm one of those. I pray. So the whole retreat is going to be built around the liturgy of the hours. We're going to pray all seven hours on Saturdays. Friday night, we'll start with the evening prayer. We'll have night prayer. But in the midst of that, then, of the liturgy of the hours, I'm also going to be giving talks about God, the eternal father, and inviting us into a deeper, more personal relationship with, with God, our father. And honestly, I'm just going to be honest. We're going to step into my daily prayer life. I'm going to share my life, my daily encounter with the father. And I'm just going to tell stories and back them up with scripture and the tradition of the faith to step into that relationship with God, the eternal father. And, and I know this, I know this, he's a good dad. He's a really good dad. And if you come with that openness of heart, he will pour out his love personally to you in the way you need to experience it. Amen. I love that. Uh, folks, again, if you're uh, watching me right now, I do want to encourage you to go to ihrc.net, Immaculate Heart Retreat Center, ihrc.net. And then when you click on the events page, scroll down to Brendan's event, which is coming up. It's just a couple of weeks away, right? So it's yes, yes. Uh, two weeks from, from, from today on Friday, uh, August 11th to the 13th. It's a Friday evening to a Sunday. Beautiful retreat center. Come away and encounter the Father's heart. His heart of yes. love for you, his mercy, yes, yes. his tenderness, his faithfulness, that give him the gift of allowing him to bless you. Mm. Hallelujah. Brendan, we I can't believe we're out of time right now, but I, I definitely want to have you on again. But you'll be out here in a couple of weeks, so hopefully I'll have a yeah, chance yeah, yeah. to see you. And, I hope so, Tom. Uh, thank you so much for being with me today on the program. You're welcome, brother. God bless you.